Hello and welcome to the Boss Babe Diaries. My name is Lois Banks. You might know me as Lois Banks Fitness on Instagram. Before we get into this episode, I just wanted to put out a quick trigger warning. There will be discussion of disordered eating and also a quick disclaimer. Please keep in mind that all of the opinions expressed on this podcast are solely my own and whilst I do have extensive experience as a fitness professional, I am not a physician, nutritionist or a dietitian, so please note that all information is intended for your general knowledge but use it at your own risk. So full honesty here guys, I recorded this episode yesterday and I came away from it and I just wasn't happy. I was like, oh, that was shit. And there was so much that I felt like I missed out and I wanted to say. I think my, um, it's that time of the month and I think my period brain just got the better of me yesterday and my brain was mush. So coming into this today with a fresh slate and I've gone for my walk this morning I've put on some tunes and had a coffee and I'm feeling ready to get into this episode so I am excited for this one and in today's episode I really wanted to talk about how I have built a positive relationship with food and exercise and how you can too but more so how my relationship with food has evolved to give you a bit of background about me um how I beat my eating disorder some lessons and advice also um so I am very open about talking about my eating disorder because I felt so alone when I had my eating disorder and I kept it a secret for a very, very long time because it was something that I was very ashamed of and I never properly reached out for help or really told anybody about it. So I would never want anybody else to feel that way, like they can't talk to somebody about it, you know. So by me talking about it, hopefully I can help make... I can help raise some awareness and hopefully make a difference but also my eating disorder consumed me for such a long time like it owned me my eating disorder had a hold on me and my life and it overpowered everything my thoughts you know how my my mood my my feelings and now it doesn't own me anymore I I it's almost like I've said like fuck you to my eating disorder and by by talking about it so openly and freely I am no longer you know I am no longer locked up and locked away by my eating disorder it does not own me anymore so I have reclaimed that power and I think that is one of the really really empowering things about overcoming an eating disorder is like you know I fucking did that you know I beat my eating disorder and that's one of the reasons as well why I got my um my most recent tattoo to remind myself of how fucking strong I am and anything else that comes my way I can handle because 
I've been through something that really challenged me and you know been in that dark place before and I know that I can fucking rise from it you know again um well rise from anything again so that's why I'm so open about talking about it um so where did it start so my relationship with food when I was younger um you know I was just like a little innocent kid would eat whatever you know um wasn't a fussy eater wasn't concerned about like my weight um you know just just your normal innocent little little kid um it was only when I obviously it was it was it was more so the the teen years that when I got bullied and I became like aware of that I was you know wasn't popular and was maybe a little bit more overweight than the popular girls in school and I did become very conscious of the way that I looked and my self-esteem was very very low so as a result of that um I then decided that you know enough was enough and I was fed up of feeling like shit in my own skin I was fed up of turning up to school and so in sick form, so it was like, I guess the first year of sick form when you're 17, um, we had to wear like our own clothes, but it was like smart casual. And I just remember just not feeling comfortable in anything at all. Um, I had to wear like these suit trousers and I have, like, I've always had like quite wide hips and these trousers would just not sit on my, on my hips and it was just felt really tight and I just always felt really uncomfortable. So I was just like I need something needs to change so that's when I started running um and started going to the gym so I was very into cardio at this point it would either be running or I'd go to the gym and just sit on the exercise bike or the cross trainer um or just go on the treadmill or the stepper and that was mainly because I didn't really have a, a clue like what to do and I thought like quad cardio was like the 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 only way to to lose weight like I had no idea about um I didn't really have an idea about like calorie deficit or whatever at this point um and I just used to go to the gym like smash out the cardio and just focus on like burning a certain amount of calories in in the gym um and then I started using my fitness power and my fitness power remember at this point had auto generated me a target of 1200 calories which is just absolutely crazy like when I think about it now because that's like half like like that's like half of my intake even like which is just just mental um half my intake now but um yeah so started off with 1200 calories and I just started tracking my food and um from there I started to lose a bit of weight and I started to feel a little bit more confident in myself and I was getting comments from people as well saying oh like you're you look like you've lost weight and it was a bit of a, a boost I guess a bit of a confidence boost and I started to feel a bit more comfortable in clothing and I just started to feel a bit better in myself um but then I kept losing weight and kept losing weight and kept losing weight 
and the calories kept getting lower and lower and lower and it would go down to 1000 and then it would be like 800 and then it was like at one point like 600 and I remember one day I went and I I remember I ate I think it was like 400 to 600 calories and I was like really proud of myself that I had only eaten that much I was like oh that's like awesome like you've done really well and it just kind of like continued from there and it was just less and less and less and on top of this I was doing exercise pretty much every single day um, and it was more so the running that I was, you know, became kind of addicted to. I used to run every single day, you know, three to 5k without fail. If I did not go on a run, I would feel so guilty. I would beat myself up and I would literally like restrict the calories even more. So, you know, you can imagine like eating what like 600 calories or less and running every single day you know like it took its toll on my 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 body um and and me like mentally and physically like I remember like feeling so drained and just so lethargic all the time and like cold and like moody and just you know really really shit um and yeah and and it was you know again it was just that addiction and I just became obsessed with losing weight and you know I would weigh on the scales like three times a day every single day and I yeah I was always chasing numbers and I was it was always in my head like if I weigh one pound less I'll be happy um, I need to keep losing weight and then that would come and then it would be like oh no actually I want to lose even more and it was just a cycle and you know when I did achieve that weight loss the happiness never came I was never satisfied I was never happy and I always wanted to weigh that little bit more a little bit less sorry um, so yeah it just became even more so of of an obsession um and I used to I remember if I was going out with friends for like an an evening or I remember I remember like going to um one I remember going to a club with my friend uh we used to go to Tiger Tiger on on a Thursday and I knew that we was going to be drinking alcohol and I for for me, I was actually like, oh my god, like if I drink alcohol, like it's gonna make me put on like loads of weight and it's it's like loads of calories and blah blah blah. So I I practically like I like I I basically didn't eat anything all day. And I remember I, I think I had a slice of toast and it must have been like half a can of like baked beans for my dinner. And then went out to Tiger Tiger and just got absolutely trashed. Um and. I don't I li- I'm literally thinking back to it now like how the fuck did you like just not eat all like all day like if that if that was me now I would be so hangry like if I don't have breakfast I am the moodiest person ever like I have to have my breakfast so it's just it is it is really really just mad like thinking back to it now like what I put my body through and um you know 
in that moment, it, you know, at that time, it, I was just fixated on, you know, becoming thinner and thinner. And that in my head was, you know, I was, that's the only thing that was going to make me happy. And I kept chasing, like having a thigh gap as well. Like the thigh gap was something that I was like, so obsessed with. I was like, if I have a gap in between my thighs, that means that I am worthy. That means that I am a better version of myself and I remember I used to stand there and just look in front of the mirror and be like you know looking at my thighs and standing like a certain way to make sure that I had like a thigh gap and like when I used to take photos I always used to have a thigh gap and I remember there was this one photo that I put on Facebook and um one of my friends commented and was like oh Lois like you look like a skinny mini and I remember commenting back on it going no I've got thunder thighs and when I look back on that photo now I'm just it's like fucking hell like I was so tiny but because I had such body dysmorphia at that point I just couldn't see like I, I, I couldn't see past that and yeah like every time I had a photo taken of me I would pick it apart and I would think that I looked overweight and it's just it is really really just crazy how when you're in that mindset like you and when you're in that that you know um when you when you feel so low in yourself and when you you know don't regard yourself very highly and when you you know when you are in that mindset you can't see past anything else like you literally can't you're just so fixated on no I need to look this way or I need to lose a bit more weight or you know and always just chasing that 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 body body goal which you know if you're always chasing if you're always trying to chase a body goal or you know, I'll be happy when I weigh this number or when I'm this much lighter or whatever, like, you're never going to be happy where you are, you have to really work on finding, you know, that happiness and, and working on yourself and, and, and loving yourself for who you are, because, like, you, you really won't find that happiness when you, you, you won't find it elsewhere um and that's really really important so yeah so I just continue to um you know restrict myself and overcompensate with exercise I would always 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 be overcompensating with exercise and you know if I had gone out for a meal or something with friends or it had a, like um like, I don't know, had, like, say, for example, went out for, like, a pizza or something, um, I would always, like, the next day, like, overcompensate with exercise or restrict my calories because I felt guilty, um, and then the bulimia started, so, um, that started, like, I guess, halfway, well, second year of, um, second year of, uh, what was it second year of school and um again that was like another obsession and it was like a control as well because if I had a binge I would feel 
so so what would normally happen would be because I had restricted I would then binge and then as a result um obviously like the bulimia started um and it just became like a bit of an addiction and I it was the only way that I could like reclaim some control if I had gone overboard with eating too much like that was my way of like reclaiming control um and yeah it just became a very very vicious cycle and this continued through university um and I remember um I remember there was this one time where my boyfriend at the time we um basically I went to his house to see his family and they had invited me over and said oh we're gonna get a takeaway and the takeaway that they were ordering was a curry and for me at the time like that was a massive fear food because I was like oh no like I'm not gonna know the calories and it's like quite saucy and um I, I just thought that curry was like the devil I was like that's this is like the devil food like if I eat one curry it's gonna make me fat overnight you know but it was just I found that very triggering and it made me feel very anxious but I didn't I didn't tell this to my boyfriend because like I like he still didn't know like he he the whole time we were in a relationship like he never knew about my um eating disorder um and nobody like really knew like the full extent of it I think a lot of my friends and family did you know that they knew that something was up with me like they knew because I was getting quite thin and I didn't look well but nobody really wanted to like I don't think anybody really wanted to like bring it up with me um and even if they did I'm sure that I probably would have been like really snappy with them and like just shut them out and push them away so um yeah so like he he didn't know um and then yeah we was at his house and we ordered this curry and I remember saying to his sister oh can I please have a chicken tikka and like they were so lovely lovely family and they ordered it for me um and I remember the curry came and it was a chicken tikka masala instead of a chicken tikka now chicken tikka is like the dry chicken and in my mind I was like okay that's like the healthy option that's the one that like is going to be fine and then the chicken tikka masala was like the devil's food in my eyes at that time and I was like oh no like it's like obviously like got a lot of sauce um and I remember they got this this curry out of the bag and it's like my whole body like from my toes to my head just started to feel like fire it was almost like I was a kettle and it was like boiling point like but it was I just felt really anxious and out of control and I was like oh my god like if I eat this I'm gonna feel like I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna put on loads of weight and I, I remember sitting at the table like really trying I was like I kept my shit together like I didn't you know I didn't say anything um you know, I tried to just be like, oh, okay, yeah, thank you, like, you know, but inside I was like, I was like screaming, I was like, I really don't want to eat this, um, and I just felt like really, 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 really anxious, and I remember like 
just kind of sitting there and just like pushing this like just with my fork just like pushing this like curry about like hardly eating anything and they were like oh like do you not like it and I was just like no 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 that's fine but inside I just felt like really really anxious um and yeah they they must have thought like oh this girl's like so ungrateful um but inside I just felt really really anxious and it was just like such a fear food for me but it's like moments like that my eating disorder had like such a hold over me it's like I should have just been enjoying the moment enjoying having a takeaway and enjoying like you know just like having fun but I just sat at the the table and just felt really really anxious for the whole evening and um yeah it just completely like controlled me and my thoughts around food like everything like my mindset was just controlled around food like when I was going to be eating next like what I could eat what I couldn't eat you know if I was going out for food like in the evening like with friends like I would always like look at the menu beforehand and choose like the lowest calorie option there was um because I wanted to be in control and then I just like wouldn't eat anything like beforehand um and it was just just not like it was just yeah it was just not healthy at all not not healthy um I remember at one point actually and like fuck knows how I did this but I remember going to uni and my breakfast used to be a chub chub lolly like literally a lollipop which I think was about 40 calories and then for lunch I used to have like a gingerbread latte from Starbucks or like just like a latte from Starbucks it had to be like skinny though which is just like absolutely crazy so um yeah I just don't know how I used to do that because I I like I said like I'm just like so if I don't eat properly now I get really really hangry so I have to yeah I just have to but yeah um so what was the turning point for me I think um so when I started weight training in my I think it was like my second year of uni I remember just picking up these weights and feeling so empowered feeling so strong feeling so good um you know they're I, I, I can't I don't know if really how to explain it I just remember it was almost like I felt like a fucking warrior I was like yeah like this makes me feel so good but I had like no energy whatsoever so because like I didn't because because I was still suffering with bulimia and like not really eating um I was just like I literally just had like no energy like for the sessions. so I was like I, I can't go on like this like I, I need to make sure that I'm fueling my body and I, I need to make sure that you know I, I'm I'm eating enough and that I am like you know like I feel better in myself um and I just had that like realization and I think and I, like I still remember it to this day um the real the real turning point for me um was when like I was in my uni house um and I remember being sat on the bathroom floor 
and I just had like tears streaming out of my face um sorry out out of my face out of my eyes um my body was shaking my stomach was just like was just like turning and just like felt like so empty like I just remember feeling like so sick and like my my body was like shaking and I remember like I just remember just blankly staring at the bathroom floor I literally remember just sitting there and just staring into space and I just felt like a like a like a almost like a zombie I was just literally just like staring and I remember going I remember actually saying out loud like you can't do this to yourself anymore Lois like you can't like you literally like you can't like look at what you're fucking doing to your body and that was the turning point for me and it's not to say that my recovery was overnight it definitely wasn't an overnight process um you know there was a lot of relapses along the way you know I would go like a month and then relapse and then three months and then relapse and then six months and then relapse and then like a year and then like I just it just never happened anymore like I just I I, I just wasn't I wasn't making myself sick anymore and I think although this that had changed I did still have some I did still have disordered a a bit of a disordered mindset for a while you know it doesn't just like a flip like um like a switch it doesn't just like turn off I, I did have that disordered mindset and and thoughts surrounding food so it wasn't an overnight process But because, you know, I was so in love with the weight training and I knew that I needed to, you know, be be fueling my body and and giving myself that energy to get like strong as fuck and, you know, like feel good in myself. um, That was like the real turning point for me. Um, And like I said, you know, it wasn't just like an overnight kind of process. It was something that did take a while and did take practice with changing the way that I viewed food and exercise um but just for an example like the way that I used to um view exercise was I used to view you know going to the gym and exercise as just a means to burn calories and just you know the gym was just a place for me to go and burn calories and to lose weight like that was my mindset at the time whereas now I view my training and going to the gym as a place for me to get strong a place for me to feel good in myself um, a place for me to better my health and for me to you know better my mindset as well and it's just something that I really really enjoy and I think when I did make that change and when I did stop just viewing the gym as a place to burn calories that's when I started to really fall in love with training and start to see the benefits and became less fixated on just weight loss all the time you know I was focused on 
getting strong as fuck, feeling amazing in myself and really, you know, reaping those benefits. And I used to be very fixated on my fitness watch. I always, always, always was so obsessed over my fitness watch. I had a little routine that I used to do. Like I had a certain amount of calories that I had to burn. And if I didn't burn enough calories, then it was like my my session wasn't good enough like it was like always always dictated by how many calories I'd burn and you know I'd always like show that off me like oh yeah burn 800 calories today was like a sick session and it's like now you know I don't give a shit what a fitness watch tells me like in terms of how many calories it's told me is I've burnt like I focus on you know how did I feel in that session? Did I hit any PBs? Am I getting stronger? Has my form improved? Did I just like, you know, have a really good session? And I think, you know, if you are somebody that lets your fitness watch dictate how you feel in your session, then it might be an idea to just take a break from wearing your fitness watch and start focusing on like how you feel when you go to the gym and when you train and don't get me wrong like I do like fitness watches I use I I use them myself and clients use them Um, but I think if it does get you into a negative mindset if it makes you feel any particular way negatively then it might be an idea to step back from wearing it and I don't wear mine anymore purely because um no real reason actually I just forgot to forgot to charge it and then I just left it on the side and then I just didn't put it back on um but yeah there was a part of my life when I did let the um calories on my watch like dictate like how I felt and I was always disappointed if I didn't burn a certain amount of calories and it's kind of the same as um the scales you know like that number on the scales used to dictate my worth it was you know if you weigh this number like you're worthy if you weigh more then you're not worthy you know um and that's not a healthy that's not a healthy mindset to be in whereas now I'll focus on you know how I feel in myself and all of the other you know, positives about myself that aren't just related to a number on the scales. And I actually haven't um, weighed myself in a little while just because I don't, that the scales don't have a hold over me anymore. Like, and it's not, it's not any like particular weight, like the reason like I'm not avoiding going on the scales, it's just I don't give a shit. Like I just don't give a shit. And the scales can be a useful tool to measure progress to a degree but they shouldn't be all that you focus on focus on you know if you are trying to you know measure your progress photos and actual measurements and how you feel in yourself and how you're how you're doing in your sessions and you know are you progressing there's so many other things that you can focus on that are a lot more positive than just a number on the scales so you are worth way more than that number on the scales don't let it define you um 
I'm just gonna have some water because I have been chatting for 30 minutes. How's that gone so that's gone quick? Mm. Also yesterday when I did when I first recorded the uh, podcast, I ended up having a coughing fit as well halfway through. So I'm uh I'm quite I'm quite pleased that hasn't happened again today. Um so some things that I have learnt um that I want to share with you and the first one being that thinness or chasing a body goal will not equal happiness and I know I've already kind of like said this before but I really really want to emphasize on this because this is coming from when I was at my lowest weight and when I was at my lowest size, I'm like, you know, and when I just was just absolutely tiny, I was not happy in myself. I was fucking miserable. And I, I see, you know, a lot of women saying, I'll be happy when I look like this or when I reach this goal. And, you know, again, like I've said, like, if you don't, water the seeds where you're at already like the grass it will not be greener on the other side like you need to focus on you know watering your own seeds where you're at and working on like yourself from within and like how to do that I mean focus on doing shit that you enjoy so for me it was going to the gym and becoming stronger and becoming a personal trainer so that I can help other women and you know just get it like even for me like the stuff that I really enjoy doing makes me feel good like just going for walks listening to podcasts um just you know going out with friends and socializing and I I may I I don't restrict myself when I go out and and see friends and socialize and you know that is like such a freeing feeling because I think back to when I couldn't do that when I couldn't just go out for like a meal with friends on you know like last minute or whatever because I was just so consumed by just chasing a, 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 a body goal and 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 being thinner and you know thinner being thin does not equal happiness like it, it doesn't it really really doesn't and that also links in with the scale will not dictate you know it will not being being a certain number on a scale will not make you happy um also another thing I think it's really important to allow yourself the foods that you love in moderation because if you avoid those foods completely and try and cut them out you will be more likely to overeat on them and then you might restrict and then overeat so it's really important to in my opinion have a balanced diet of the nutritious stuff and the less nutritious stuff and I see a lot of people labeling food as good and bad 
all the time. And by putting those food labels on food, you're demonizing food. You're basically saying to yourself, no, can't have this, it's bad. And as a result, you'll probably try and cut it out. And then when you try and cut it out, you realize, fuck, actually, like, I really, really want a chocolate bar. And it's like, because you said to yourself that it's bad and you can't have it, you want it more. Like, that's just the way shit goes. So by incorporating foods that you love in moderation you will develop more of a healthy relationship with foods and have that food freedom as well because I found that by cutting out the foods that I loved all the time it made me want them more and as a result I was you know binging on them and um you know it it used to get out of control so now I will allow myself those foods in moderation and not have any restriction so one thing that I practice myself and I um encourage my clients to practice as well is having an 80 20 guideline when it comes to their nutrition and trying to get 80 percent of their food intake from more nutritious stuff and the 20% from whatever it is that they want. So to allow yourself that chocolate bar or that pizza or whatever, so that you know you are giving yourself what you want, but not being a dick about it at the same time. Um, because you know, I I do believe that you should be prioritizing a nutritious lifestyle as much as you can and getting lots of nutritiously dense foods into your diet for you know health reasons but also to incorporate the stuff that you love as well so if you are somebody that if you find that you label foods as good and bad try and refrain from that and try and rewire that in your brain to more nutritious and less nutritious and don't avoid those foods that you love you know if if you don't like those those foods and don't eat them but if you are somebody who loves a pizza who loves chocolate you know don't try and purposely cut it out because you think that you have to like you don't need to um so yeah it's definitely important to have that balance and also to not feel guilty when you are eating those foods you know if you are having a pizza or a donut or like chips or whatever like to allow yourself to have that balance because you know in the in if you think about it in the grand scheme of things having one pizza is not going to like fuck up your progress it's 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 not obviously it depends on like what your goals are but like you know it's, it's it's not going to fuck at your progress in in the long term and obviously if you were eating let's say if you were eating all your meals and then you were having like a share bar of chocolate and then a pizza on top of it every single day yeah it's probably not going to be like the best for your progress you're probably not going to make much but it's important to have that moderation and that balance so going back to that 80 20 guideline and the way that I see it and the way that I now don't feel guilty if I you know am out at the weekend and I do go for a pizza 
is I know that I can wake up the next day and just get straight back on it and start prioritizing nutritious sources again and I don't need to overcompensate and I don't need to feel guilty for it because one pizza is not going to kill me and it's not going to fuck up my progress and I think for me I know that when I am you know when I'm old and and when I'm when I'm grey and on my deathbed I'm not going to be thinking about that day that I went out for pizza and maybe ate a bit more than I'd planned to like I'm not I'm going to be thinking about all of the amazing memories that I have made throughout my life and you know I just think life is too short not to fucking enjoy yourself um and you know I do have a lot of clients that come to me with fat loss goals and if you are trying to achieve fat loss there does need to be you do have to be mindful to a degree um to ensure that you're reaching your 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 targets but again you don't need to cut out those foods that you love you should still be following like an 80 20 guideline as much as you can and i won't go too much into like um like fat loss today because that's not what it's about um but i think it is important to allow yourself to just have have fun and enjoy yourself and life is too fucking short so just enjoy it and if you find that you are somebody who you know the next day will overcompensate or you know or try and restrict your calories the day after try and just I know I know it's hard to but don't punish yourself your body is so so deserving of food whether or not you train whether or not you've had more calories than you've planned you know and I think it is important not to beat yourself up because you're a human at the end of the day and life is to be enjoyed um I'm gonna have some water again so yeah anything else Lois is there anything else that you wanted to talk about oh that was it as well another thing that I fucking hate which I hold my hands up to this I have used this terminology before in the past I used to use the word like cheat days or cheat meals to almost like justify if I was having a pizza and at the time I didn't realize that how toxic it was for my relationship with food because I was like oh yeah no it's fine I'm just having a cheat day like no it's okay I can justify it because I'm having a cheat meal um and by using that terminology and using those words you're getting yourself into that like toxic mindset of I have to justify it it's like no like you can just fucking have that pizza 
if you want it like you should be able to just have that pizza if you want it you know you don't have to justify it with cheat meals or you know I'm allowed it it's my cheat meal and that that's my own opinion on that but I personally don't think that using that terminology is helpful so if you're somebody that uses that terminology and you find that you feel like it is damaging to your relationship with food then definitely try and refrain from using that terminology and going back to that 80 20 guideline if you're incorporating lots of foods that you love all the time you won't feel the need to have to have in you know you won't feel the need to have to have that cheat meal or cheat day or whatever and it shouldn't exist it should just be part of your lifestyle incorporating those foods should just be part of your lifestyle in that 20 percent to just allow yourself um to, to make sure that you're not restricting yourself and that you are enjoying life so yeah my eating disorder consumed me for a very long time but I wouldn't change what I went through for the world because I genuinely think that it's that experience that is shaped that has shaped who I am today and has taught me a lot of lessons has made me stronger has you know just made me who I am today and has pushed me down the career path that I've gone down and that's why I am so so passionate about helping women to feel confident to feel strong to break that cycle of you know having a a shitty relationship with food because I've fucking been there and I get it and I know how it feels, and by helping others, that just gives me, like, so much, so much joy, like, so fucking much joy, and I hope that, you know, if any of you reach it, if any of you have listened to this today, I hope that you can take something from this, and apply it to, to yourself, and and your own life, and yeah, Thank you so, so much for listening and I will see you in the next podcast.